Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's cool fact of the day is that if you have gum disease, you're twice as likely to have a stroke or a heart attack. There's definitely a correlation between the two, although we don't know what the causation there is. In other words, if you fix your gum disease, does it reduce your risk? We're not entirely sure. Maybe the gum disease was a sign of a nutritional deficiency or an infectious process or both. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD+, even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD+, risk-free, for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. Rhonda Collier has more than 25 years of experience in high-tech product development with a track record of delivering a whole bunch of different leading-edge consumer electronic products. She's working with the Bulletproof Executive on this amazing new app, and she founded Sweetwater Health in 2010. Sweetwater is one of these companies working with heart rate variability, but they're going far beyond what even our friends at the HeartMath Institute are doing. Because what's going on here is a whole set of math around the heart that no one's really thought about. 
So heart rate variability is just the beginning. And I'm so pleased to announce that we're partnering with Rhonda and her company around getting an iPhone app out there to help you get a better sense of what's going on in your own body, specifically with what you're eating. So Rhonda, thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave, for having me. It's been really kind of cool. Over the last six months, I've gotten to know you. In fact, I first heard about you guys at the Quantify Self Conference, I think two years ago when you first came out, but I didn't get it because, you know, as you know, I'm a serious heart rate variability guy. I use it in my executive coaching practice. I use it myself. I use it on my kids. And when I first saw what you're doing, I'm like, oh, another heart rate variability company. I'm like, okay, pretty cool. But when you showed me what you were doing behind the scenes, which was very complimentary, and I know that you're also friends with the heart math people, yeah. you, you were going into levels of math, honestly, that were way over my head. I almost had a minor in mathematics in my undergrad, but I'm a little rusty on it. And you guys are serious, serious biohacker geeks. So hats off for that. Thank you. It's actually pretty exciting. So let's just jump in and let's talk okay. about what this new app that we put together is. And specifically, okay. I want to not use this podcast as you know a promo for this new app, but I want to talk about the science behind it and why it works and things like that. Okay. So, so hands down, like what is the Sweet Beat Bulletproof application? What is, we're calling it FoodSense, but like what does it do? What, what are your words for it? Okay. Well, the FoodSense app is um, an implementation of what's called the COCA pulse test, okay? Dr. Arthur Coca was a well-known immunologist from about 40 years ago. He was a professor at Cornell, Columbia. He was also the founder of the Journal of Immunology. So he's got quite the pedigree. And he came up with a food, sen a food sensitivity and actually allergy test by measuring the pulse, okay? So the premise is that if you eat foods that cause uh, any sort of sensitivity, which translates to low-level inflammation and in what we're, we're doing, um, your heart rate increases. So he did a lot of studies and developed what's called the COCA pulse test. So how that works is you do a baseline pulse right when you wake up in the morning, and then you take your pulse right before you eat to be sure that your pulse is within a baseline range. Okay. Um, and then if you, then you take your pulse after you eat, and for 30 minute intervals for an hour and a half after you've eaten. And if you've eaten something that you're sensitive to, then your pulse will increase. And he came up with the number of 16 beats per minute above your morning baseline. Um, and so what that turns into is an at-home way to detect food sensitivities. And as you know, Dave, um, food sensitivities, especially the low level ones that we don't know about, contribute to inflammation. And inflammation is really the cause of a lot of problems with heart disease, as well as inability to lose weight. It's kind of funny. I look back to the early days of when I was discovering some of the bulletproof techniques. And yeah, it is all about inflammation at the end of the day, whether it's cognitive function that's inhibited by inflammation or just, you know, when, in my case, 100 extra pounds. I spent about four years doing food elimination, adding this, adding that. And I never really figured out the delayed sensitivity. And if I'd known about this stuff back then, it seems like this would have been a very helpful tool. Since I was CTO of uh, Basis, the, the company that makes a little heart monitor thing on the wrist, right? 
I was really, in fact, on my product roadmap, I had a thing that said, I want to do this food sensitivity thing. And the company said, no, uninterested, not at all. So fast forward a good three, four years, and here we are. And we've got this application that uses the sensor on the iPhone itself in order to allow us to do the COCA test. So, wow. This means that without using, say, several hundred dollars in blood stick tests uh, where they, you know, we get blood and we look for essentially the lives of food sensitivities, this gives us an ability to know what's going on. And even if you've had the ELISA panels, which I have, this can work as a reminder and can also let you know that you're eating things you didn't know you were going to eat. That's right. That's right. The interesting thing about it is, and I think it's important for your listeners to know, is the reaction with the heart rate can happen anywhere between a, a half an hour to an hour and a half after eating. We have some case studies, which we'll be able to see on uh, your website or our website, that show one woman who bought some supposedly healthy trail mix for her son, she's very health conscious, um, had a reaction an hour after eating this supposedly healthy trail mix. And she was sitting quietly at her desk and her heart rate went up from a baseline of about 50 all the way up to 78, simply sitting at her desk. Okay. I I do this advanced neurofeedback training uh, called 40 years of Zen. And last time I did it, I was, I'd eaten something that I was allergic to. I didn't know it. And I was sitting there after having done neurofeedback and I felt like my my body was going to explode. I could literally feel my heart racing. So I pulled out my little sensor and I, you know, just a fingertip thing. And I looked and my heart rate had gone up 30 beats a minute. And I just had enough self-awareness to know, wow, I'm feeling bizarre. But to get the data there was really cool. Had I not known this, I would have thought my heart's racing. Am I having a panic attack? What's going on here? But just to know that you can have a very large variation in this heart rate, and you probably won't feel it unless you com- commonly, consciously look at your heart rate. It's That's background right. noise. So we want That's to take right. the background noise and put it into an application so you can get the data. I would encourage people to use the FoodSense app to take a look at things. And then if the numbers do go up and down and you don't know what's causing it, get the blood test. And if That's the numbers right. are totally stable, hey, you're one of the few people I know who doesn't have any sensitivities. But That's right. That's right. That's me. I have tried looking for that one thing that, you know, you know, for me, um, um, help me stay awake at three in the afternoon. I've got your 3 p.m. I want a nap. Um, so I looked for some foods, but, you know, I found nothing. Uh, but I yeah, know, so I it's, know what it is. It's, it, it's a coffee deficiency, clearly. <laughs> I know. I need the bulletproof coffee. <laughs> I think I needed it at three in the afternoon. But yeah, we've seen lots of case studies where uh, another woman who doesn't have celiac, but she has the gene for it and was staying away from gluten, but really had no proof. So she did a test where she ate a big bowl of pasta and then went and just sat on the couch and watched TV. Her heart rate went up from a base of about 58 to 86 an hour and a half after eating the pasta. Hold on, so though, for those was, folks who are... Was she watching Fox News? I'm just curious. Oh, no, I don't think so. That, that could be that's why we stay away from that. But yeah, so it's really, really interesting. And the delayed reaction, like I said, some people may see it 30 minutes later, some people an hour and a half later. So it's important to follow the food test all the way through to the uh, last hour and a half uh, measurement. Now with this food sense app, you can do it a couple ways. You can do the uh, manual or entry where you just take your pulse on your neck 
or you can do use the uh, camera sensor, which we use as a heart rate measurement that's on the iPhone. Also, if you have an athletic chest strap, you can just put the strap on, hit go, and it'll do the measurements for you. And after an hour and a half, it will tell you the results of your measurement. So um, we make it easy. And if you're using your phone like people do during the hour and a half, a little reminder will pop up and say, okay, it's time to take your pulse. So you'll just have to stop for one minute and do your pulse. I'm really excited to be able to bring this out there because for me, I call it finding your kryptonite. There are things out there that make you weak and you don't know what they are. So if you were like I was and there were many things, I was always exposed to something that made me weak. And when I got to you know, the bulletproof high performance state, when I eliminated a whole bunch of stuff and realized, wait, this is scientific, it's programmable. And when I am careful about what I put in my body and what I put in my environment, I experience a different level of reality than I did in the first half of my life. Just the kind of clarity and focus that's accessible to me as someone who had been diagnosed with ADD and I just don't have those symptoms anymore. Oh, that's, that's excellent. It's, it's pretty profound what something like this can do, which is why I wanted to bring this out to kind of to the world. And how much are we charging for our joint application? The Food Sense app is free. Exactly. I suggest everyone go download it right now. Um, one thing you just said that I wanted to point out is with the Coca Pulse Test, there's a morning pulse, which you do generally before you get out of bed. It's sort of just like you would do a resting pulse measurement in the morning. We also do a pulse uh, before you go to bed. And what that will do is, if your pulse has elevated when you wake up in the morning, there could be something in your bed or in your bedroom that's causing you to have some some symptoms that you didn't know about. So um, just a, a little pointer, because some people may not want to do the bedtime pulse and may not understand why they would want to do that. That's actually really cool. You and I haven't discussed that before, so this is actually news to me, and it makes so much sense. The sleep environment can be profound. An example of what this would have caught, my wife, being from Sweden, has this thing about like feather-filled comforters. Ah. And so well, I guess it's always cold there, so they sleep under you know blankets this thick. And she had some old ones that were supposedly impermeable. And I noticed one night that if she fluffed it, that like my eyes would hurt and whatever. So we ended up uh, replacing them and the both my kids and I slept much better at night because these were relatively old even though they were supposed to be you know able to be free of dust mites and all right. I'm certain that this app would have picked that up but I didn't have it so for I don't know how many years I was sleeping on something that was reducing the performance of my sleep this is and causing inflammation yes so a free app like this that can just help point out when there's a problem it seems like it, it's for those who are willing to use a relatively simple app that takes a little bit of time. It seems like a gift of free information. But there are some other upsells that are that we're trying to do, basically. So let's talk a little bit more about what happens if you have an actual chest strap and you can get a lot more data off things like RR, LF, HF, RM, SSD. Can you walk through what your HRV app does that's the next absolutely step up absolutely so um, our next joint venture is a heart rate variability sense app if you will um, and so what that does it's the uh, the pro version and that measures heart rate variability so what is heart rate variability well if you think of your pulse of say 60 beats per minute you would think your heart beats at one second intervals well if it does that's very unhealthy a healthy heart rhythm would be at, say, 
0.92 seconds, 0.98, 1.02, 1.04, and it would average out to one second intervals, okay? So that variability, meaning the 0 0.92, 0 0.98, 1.02, that is heart rate variability, okay? Now, that heart rate variability can be measured in a multitude of ways. There's the time domain, which is really simple statistics, standard deviation, root mean square, and so on for people who are statisticians. There's also the frequency domain for the electrical engineers out there. Um, so you run it through what we call um, in electrical engineering a fast Fourier transform. And we look at the frequency components of this heart rate time series, okay? And it turns out um, that the low frequency components uh, correspond to the sympathetic or fight or flight branch of the nervous system. And the high frequency components correspond to the parasympathetic or rest and digest branch of the nervous system. So by looking at heart rate variability, we can actually look into your nervous system. And that's big. There's a whole lot of information in that signal. So uh, for the listeners, I just described LF and HF. When we look at what's called RMSSD, which is uh, one of the geek numbers that you can see in the app, it turns out that uh, RMSSD, which is a time domain uh, statistical measure of the uh, heart rate time series, is a reflection of what's called your vagal tone. Okay, The vagus nerve is the 10th of 12 cranial nerves um, in your nervous system. And that's the, 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 the nerve that actually gets fatigued when you over uh, train, for example, for athletes. It's also will show up easily when you're actually getting sick or just lacking sleep. Okay. So uh, these are the numbers that the full version describe. We have the RR intervals once again, and that's the difference between heartbeats. We have the RMSSD, which is a reflection of your vagal tone. And then we have the low frequency LF and high frequency HF, which are the two branches of the nervous system. So there's a lot of information coming out of this simple uh, app. So this is the HRV app, though, not the FoodSense app. Right, right. Now, this is the HRV app. For people like me who are really into biohacking and all this, the HRV app can be really appropriate for you know, people who are saying, what do I get out of all this data? The short answer is FoodSense is going to tell you, is there something in your environment or more likely in your food that is causing inflammation and stressing your nervous system without your conscious knowledge? That's right. And it's free. That's huge. That's if right. If you want to go up to the next level of kind of biohacker to use the HRV app, you also need the chest strap. That's right. That's right. right. So if you're an athlete or if you're, say, the kind of person you typically would come and engage with me on the... <laughs> uh, executive and you know, bulletproof coaching perspective, what we're doing there is saying, okay, you are a high performer, whether it's an MMA kind of environment or whether you're a CEO and you realize you're only sleeping five hours a night and you're flying all over the place. Are you over, really not exercised, but overstressed? Because That's right. Whether it's lifting heavy things or whether it's just you know constantly being on the phone in airplanes and just focusing on everything around you, those can both have the same effect on your nervous system, and we can pick that up. That's right. That's so I'm, right. I'm all over using a chest strap, not all the time, but often enough for you to know how you're doing. And if you're just there for the food sensitivity, hey, it's a free application. That's right. How big of a geek do you need to, to be in order to use the HRV app with the chest strap and the whole kind of nine yards we just talked about? Because we got into a lot of math. And honestly, I would I don't have time 
given all the stuff right. on my plate to really pay attention to what's going on behind the calculation of RMSSD, even though I'd love to do that, I'd have to stop doing something else and read about it for a while. Absolutely. What's the level of expertise required in order to use the chest strap, the HRV application versus the food sense application? Well, all it requires is understanding uh, the colors between blue, which is low stress, all the way up to red, which is high stress. So that's pretty much it. It's designed for consumers. It's consumer friendly. It's very intuitive. Um, it has a nice EKG animation, which is actually your heartbeat. So you can actually, your brain will pick up actually the variation, your heart rate variability by visually looking at your heart rate, okay? There's also a number that says HRV, and that is a number between zero to 100. So we made that consumer friendly. Consumers understand zero to 100. Um, and most people will be somewhere between 60 and 80, okay? And then extremely fit people or people with um, not necessarily athletically fit, but whose body is, we'll just say bulletproof, whose nervous system is bulletproof. And they have a lot of resilience, maybe up at 90 or 100 on the HRV scale. So that really is kind of a goal is to be up around 90. I've worked with uh, some other people on the podcast, uh, a company called Restwise. I was looking at you know heart rate plus oxygenation, and there's some other uh, athletes who are really heavy on the bulletproof stuff who are using heart rate variability to detect overtraining. So I think this app has a lot, a lot to do with the high end. When I compare what your HRV application does with what you get from the heart math kind of ear sensor $99 iPhone thing, which is a really transformative app for a lot of people. When is the time to go for the full chest strap and all that? Like what are the additional pieces of data you're getting from there that you're not getting from somewhere else? Okay. Well, heart math, as we know, they're actually one of our friends and, and yeah. partners. Um, we recommend heart math for people who find out that their HRV is chronically low. Okay, so heart math is really a coherence training yeah. biofeedback method. And what it does is teach you to go into what's called coherence. Mm -hmm. And that's where your breathing, your blood pressure, um, and even your, your EEGs all come into sync. And it turns out that when you sync up um, all these systems in your body, it creates more resilience in your nervous system, okay? And overall will increase your heart rate variability. So a lot of our customers are um, intense people, be it executives or athletes. Yeah. They're, they're, and what they find out is that their, their LF or sympathetic nervous system is say 3000 and their HF is 300, okay? So that's really a, a sign of chronic stress. And so for those, those folks, we recommend going and then doing coherence training yeah. to balance their nervous system and to increase their overall HRV. So if I restate that with the HRV app that Sweetwater offers, you're going to get really good data about how you're doing. But if you want to do the training side of things to consciously change that, you would do heart math. Yes. If you wanted to do yes. environmental variables or some other things around you in order to see what made your HRV go up, you'll get very fine-grained HRV information from Sweetwater that isn't available from HeartMath. That's right. That's right. HeartMath provides a coherent score. We provide the actual uh, HRV numbers, which is why we're really good sort of complementary products. And I recommend that that people that are interested in improving their nervous system and their resiliency actually use both. 
For, for people who are new to the Bulletproof Executive podcast, it's heart rate variability is something that I use with all of my clients. It's one of the technologies that's been transformative for me, along with some of the neurofeedback, like 40 years of Zen. And that combination isn't really medical in, in the traditional sense. What this is, is turning on parts of your brain so they can know what your nervous system is doing. And once your brain and nervous system are better integrated, you can become aware of when your sympathetic nervous system gets triggered. And whether it happens in a boardroom or honestly in the bedroom, <laughs> it doesn't really Absolutely. matter. Once you get that sense and you want to get control of it. I had massive levels of stress as controlled or as measured by uh, my epinephrine to norepinephrine ratio and all mm -hmm. of these things when I was really inflamed. And even now when I do these brutal, you know, trips to Asia and back in three days and, and things like that, sometimes that are just required for what I do, I can feel the difference, but having apps like this to let me measure the difference and then understand, okay, I'm nearing my performance threshold. I need to back off. Like I need to get an extra three hours of sleep tonight, even though I don't want to get an extra three hours of sleep. <laughs> Otherwise, with my personality and my drive for success, I run the risk of basically killing myself whether I'm going to do it right now or just burning out too soon, I've probably taken right. at least 10 years off my life because I didn't know this when I was younger because, you know, you can go until you drop. It comes at a biological cost. And the reason I'm particularly excited about what Sweetwater's doing is that you're going to help me to quantify that cost without having to draw 19 vials of blood, which I do every six months anyway. <laughs> no, that's right. And, you know, Dave, you said something I think is important for people to, to get. It's the daily stressors, the daily hassles, traffic every day, can't find my keys, the kids that add up over time to create hypertension and heart disease in middle age. And so that's why seemingly healthy people end up um, with some sort of illness because they've had these little stressors all their lives. And so what this app does is allow you to figure out what exactly is causing these stressors. And so it gives you knowledge so that you can be mindful and really little by little make behavior changes that help you not stress out. If you're stressing out at the same exit every day in traffic, then um, you can turn the music on, you can just kick back, you can do some breathing and so on and not have that add to your uh, lifelong stress index. It is a huge, huge difference uh, when, you, when you get this down. I wish that someone had taught me this when I was a kid. And this is why my three-year-old and my six-year-old do the heart math interbalance sensor. Yeah. It, it's so amazing to see a little kid do this. And it is my hope that when they're teenagers and we strap the chest strap on and we're looking at the Sweetwater numbers, they will look neurologically different from what their peers look like because they were trained early on. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's going to be really interesting to see. And I would hope that more young people start doing heart math, start really um, looking at their heart rate variability, because through your lifetime, if you see your heart rate variability start really going down, then that's a good indication. Even though you may feel basically okay because it was gradual, um, the numbers will tell you that you really have something going on that you need to take care of. And we can... Um, people can help create longer quality lives where they have a lot of energy all the way into old age by doing this. There are a couple of groups of people who are listening to this. One is, you know, the biohackers who kind of see the world the way <laughs> I see the world. And there are others who really 
aren't into biohacking, but they really care a lot about being there for their family or just feeling good all the time. And the hope that I have is that the work of people like you and people like me who are really looking at the data, really being biohackers, can become simple enough and easy enough to access that you don't have to be a geek in order to benefit really That's greatly right. from this. I think you guys have crossed the threshold. Certainly our application coming out here is simple enough that you know, hold your thumb up against the camera on your iPhone and get some data you didn't have before and it takes you know, one or two minutes a day and it doesn't cost right. anything. Okay, that passes the bar for most people. And even the tools in the full Sweetwater heart rate variability app are particularly impactful, but it's a different class of person who cares more about something or another. I would like to get my grandmother on that. She's uh, 90 something. You know, she has a lifetime achievement award uh, for uh, her advancement of work in nuclear engineering. Oh, but wow. What does her heart rate look like? I don't know. I, I it would be great know. to find out. Yeah. Like it, it's going to be cool to do that. So I would like to just get more data, more information out there about what the average heart rate looks like. And I'm hoping over time that there may even be some sort of big data analysis where different people who do different things yes, share yeah. their data. And what if we discover that every time everyone walks into an over illuminated, fluorescently lit big box store, their heart rate variability drops? By the way, I would bet on that. And I would too. It's a function of lighting and probably some other stuff in the stores, but we should know this because it's our world and we can hack the world in whatever way we want in order to make ourselves more resilient and nicer and more parasympathetic dominant. The data that we're gathering from things like this, I think it's precious and it's something that no one's ever done before in the entire history of humanity. We never had the cloud and we never had the data. So this is kind of groundbreaking stuff. No, this is, this is, um, there's a lot, physiological signals are like the most complex in nature. And there's, they're really, um, uh, they're encoded information about your body. And so the heart rate signal is this easy to measure um, signal that tells so much about your body, your kidneys, your liver, your lungs, your heart. Um, all your internal organs are oscillating on your nervous system and showing up in the variability of the heart. And so really it's, it's, it is this cloud. It's all the big data analytics that are enabling us to start understanding the things that are causing the nervous system to start. Um, really it shuts down is what happens. So for me, if I walk into a mall now, I'm aware of it because I had to be, I would melt down. But I didn't know that at first. It's too stimulating. It's the lights. It's whatever it is. Um, but it took me years to finally get to that. So now I, I shop at boutiques, you know, yeah. I, or I go to the mall right when they open. I go get what I need and I get out. It's really funny. I used to feel really guilty about this. I would go shopping, you know, with a, a girlfriend or with my mom or whatever, even when I was much younger. And I would go to the store and I would feel like I was drugged and. Yeah. I've said it's the air. It's got to be that there's less oxygen in the mall because I feel so just drained when I go there. It took years of building self-awareness and doing variables to realize that if I look like a the Unabomber, you know, I put on a, a hat and sunglasses, <laughs> I can walk through a mall and I feel just fine. Okay. But it, for me, it was a lighting thing. For other okay. people, they do all sorts of weird neurological things to increase your yeah. desire to buy. But it was it was kind of shocking to me. Yeah. This is, and being able to measure that, um, you know, eventually as the, as the sensor technology improves, 
we're looking at little heart rate monitors, wireless heart rate monitors that are just going to stick on. So you don't have to put this strap on and wet the leads and all that. It really will be just a little sticky thing. Um, and, you know, the whole body land stuff is going to lead people to be able to find out. Um, and I think you said something important there. There's tricks that uh, stores and advertisers do to hit your subconscious that aren't good for you. Okay. Yeah. So it'll bring consciousness to these things that are happening to your environment and, and thus your body um, to help you make some changes. It, it's, it's really profound that you said that because I'm in the process of designing the first of hopefully many Bulletproof coffee shops. And I'm working with some amazing architects. And one of the things I've lectured on at a sustainable building symposium was the effect of interior lighting and air quality and low frequency vibration on human health and cognition. And the data out there is really good. So I would love to see the advertisers and the large big companies who are saying, what happens when people go into a store? What makes them buy more? Well, I want to say what makes them feel better on the right. assumption that people who feel better will make better purchasing decisions. And hopefully that'll re reflect in the bottom line at my coffee shops. But honestly, if you come into a Bulletproof coffee shop and it's a relaxing, fun, engaging environment for you and you get your coffee and you feel really good and your heart rate variability increases, like that's right. Like I won. That's what I wanted to have happen as long as I can pay the employees and it's an ongoing company that can you know pay its vendors. That is something that contributes in a positive way. And a store that dumbs you down, makes you buy a bunch of stuff you didn't want, and leaves you feeling kind of like a zombie when you walk out. I don't know that, that we want those. And I know that I want the data to show me that when people go into that place, it, that's a zombie machine. And this other place, actually, just you feel like yourself when you came in and out. I may sound like a conspiracy theorist. I don't think a lot of this is even intentional. If, if you play with lighting levels or all the other variables... I say, which one makes people stay longer and do more? You're not trying to make people feel more tired. You're trying to increase revenue per foot traffic. Casinos know this very, very well. Big you, box yep, I was just going to say, casinos yeah. are, everyone knows about the casinos. Right. Um, and, and they do that so that you'll stay and gamble longer. So, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting next, you know, say 10 years to see what happens with uh, – more of the mainstream. Now, the early adopters are already sent, hooking themselves up yeah. and, and measuring themselves, but it'll be interesting to see when it's integrated into the clothing, Yeah. Um, where you can really get some good information simply from the fabric touching your skin and that kind of thing. Uh, what we're going to see and what kind of changes uh, folks like you are going to make that are out to make people feel good and be healthy through your coffee shops versus buy more coffee, drink more coffee. Okay, so those are going to be really different stimulus. One of the concerns I have here is that very few people are going to wear a chest strap. No, absolutely. And you know, there. What does a chest strap cost? That would work with the HRV app. There. Oh, it's like sixty bucks. Around sixty bucks. So it's not that terribly expensive. Mm -hmm. The problem is that it's chafing, right? Uh, they're not that uncomfortable. They're designed for triathletes and and whatnot to be able to wear. But, you know, as, as a guy sitting, you know, in a, a button-down shirt and in meetings all day, I, I know more than a few people, actually, including me, who've done that lots of times. But it is a little bit of a hurdle. But we're not saying you're going to do this every day. We're saying you're going to do it every now and then to see how you're doing. Or maybe That's after right. you make a big change in your diet, you, you go bulletproof and all of a sudden, okay, I'm going to see what happened. Not 
for my blood test six weeks later, but I'm going to see what happened tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And is it helping or is it not helping? That's this, right. That's I love right. that kind of stuff. Well, and uh, you bring up a good point. Really, for folks who want to track their HRV, um, yes, you'll see daily fluctuations because there's a circadian rhythm, there's a biorhythm to your heart rate variability. But if you are making big changes, uh, a five-minute reading once a month or once every three months, sort of like how you take your blood pressure, um, if you're tracking your blood pressure. And then uh, it, the app tracks it for you, and you'll see if your uh, nervous system is becoming more robust and resilient or whether it's... Uh, uh, staying the same or getting worse. And that, once again, is like a five-minute reading once a month or once every couple of months. And you get a lot of information on that. Not so long ago, maybe in the last couple of years, I did a 24-hour Holter monitor. Uh, I was doing my training at the Hard Math Institute to be a certified uh, coach with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we got quasi-hospital-grade data to look for yeah. signs of sympathetic nervous system stress. I did this about 18 months into my five hours or less of sleep per night, 4,000 calories a day, no exercise kind of time. And they, I was looking for signs. I couldn't find them in my blood, but I was really looking for signs of nervous system stress. And I thought, okay, this data is going to show me that something bad's happening. And it showed that my nervous system was healthier than average for my age. So, Interesting. Yeah, very surprising. But this was a huge amount of data. It was a multi-page report. Yeah, I'll post that somewhere. I need to do that. Yeah, that, I would like to see that. How close to that level of information are we going to be able to get using a $60 consumer grade kind of athletic strap and your application? Like there's such a hospital side of things and then there's a whole another side of things. Like what, where right. do we go with this? Well, the, remember the chest strap is an EKG, if you will. It's an electrical um, RR interval measurement. And so... Um, there are research papers that compare uh, the chest strap with a single laid EKG, okay? And then we have some big uh, data filters in our app. Um, so even though this is this pretty little app with your stress level from, from blue to red, there's actually um, big filters in there. There's a neural network um, that artificial intelligence to detect um, your stress levels. But um, really, we filter it and we've compared it to um, an EKG as well. Okay, and you can you think that we'll be able to get enough data to be able to, if you wear this thing for 24 hours, get a picture of your day, what do you do when you're That's sleeping, right. what do you do after push-ups, that That's you'll be right. able to really zone in on someone and say, all right, not necessarily hospital-grade diagnostic, that's a whole other ballpark, but enough to be able to get a really, really detailed picture of how you're doing in a way that's different than, say, Wellness FX. Uh, who I, I'm also partnered with, and I'm an advisor to those guys. I, you know, getting blood data is awesome, but it's also, you know, a, a big financial and time commitment. It involves needles. I'm looking yeah. for how do I, if I'm still going to keep doing that, which of course I am, if I get my blood every six months, how do I fill in, you know, the gaps between all that blood? And right now at the top of my list is very detailed heart rate variability information from you guys. Right. Pretty cool and, stuff. And- and I should mention, there's a couple of uh, vendors out there with iPhone cases that are EKG, and so we hope Ooh, to, uh, in the in the not so in the not so distant future, be able to support one of the iPhone cases, and so you don't have to put the strap on at all for your five minute monthly reading. You just um, touch it, and you don't even have to use the case as long as it's near your phone or iPad or iPod Touch. Wow. Um, you just touch it, 
and sit quietly for your five minutes and then you're done. And so that's what I mean about the, the whole sensor advancement. We're really excited about that. It's moving, it can't move fast enough for us right now because we know the chest strap is, is a, it's a, you know, it's a burden for some people. And so we're working closely with the other vendors and uh, uh, to support some of the easier to use EKG quality heart rate monitors. Have you talked to the people at Corventus? Uh, we have uh, not. Okay. Um, they're still pretty medical grade, but there's another company that's similar to Corventus that uh, has a stick-on patch that we uh, met at the Mobile Health Summit in D.C. last year. And so they're still not shipping product yet. However, we're talking to them. Once again, it's a stick-on. Yeah. So you would wear it. Um, but that's really where it's going. It's going to be little Band-Aids at some point that you throw away after wearing for you know a couple days. In about 2003, I if memory serves, uh, I started working with Corventus. Uh, I designed the the first back end they had to get the data off their stick on heart rate uh, monitor, mm-hmm. which was very medical grade and you know, still is. This right. Kleiner backed med tech startup, not necessarily quantified self, but I, I love this stuff. And I've been sort of thinking, how can I get a stick on patch for consumer grade ever since that experience, wondering what's going to happen. So you guys are on top of that and yeah. getting these small phones that are so much better than they were even a couple of years ago for data processing. I have really high hopes that you'll be able to look down and have a dashboard. And it's not that you're going to always look down and have the dashboard, but when you have a dashboard, the dashboard teaches you something. If I were to ask you, you know, listening to this right now, how do you feel right now? You're probably going to sit there and go pretty good, but there's a whole rich set of information like does your big toe hurt right now yes or no and that actually impacts you biologically like there's a reason it hurts and it could be mechanical it could be neurological so there's an amazing set of data that comes off your body but you have no way to correlate that with how am i doing and when you see this little thing on your iphone all of a sudden you're going to find oh wait when i feel this in my body i see this on my screen therefore what used to be noise in the body is now a data signal this is why this stuff is so amazing and transformative. Well, well, you pointed out a feature of the full HRV app that um, people can, if they're willing at this point to put on the chest strap, um, you can go about your day, use your phone and run the app in the background. And then if you go into a certain programmable stress level, an alert will pop up and ask you to breathe. It says, you just went into stress. What are you doing? So I have a funny story. I, I had it on working at my desk right here, and suddenly the alert popped on. I found myself with my face in the screen, my shoulders <laughs> hunched up, and I'm like, what's going, you know, yeah. the browser didn't load when I thought it should load. And so what I learned from that is, and this is why we call what we refer to if you heard a generative feedback, what I learned from that is that every time a browser doesn't load when I think it should, <laughs> I was unconsciously hunching my shoulders up, putting my face in the screen, and going into fight or flight, okay? And so through what generative feedback is, by learning one simple behavior change, you make great changes, okay? So by understanding that one thing that I was doing how many times a day, every time, all week, I was able to reduce my stress. It's funny. I've experienced the same thing in driving. So I've done, you know, put myself in a state of high coherence, put a little monitor up on the dashboard so I can drive without having to touch anything or break any laws. 
And then every time someone cuts in front of you, the thing turns red. I'm like, yes. that's not cool. So yes. neurologically, I was responding to this. So I learned because I you know, certified in, in that sort of breathing technique, I learned to say, all right, I'm going to turn that off. And after a, a couple of weeks of doing that, it doesn't matter if someone cuts me off. That's uh, right. At least, you know, I, I may like it, I may not like it, but my nervous system doesn't get ready to kill them. And that's kind of a valuable skill in and of its own right. It's right? it's it's so important. The guy cutting you off, you have no control over it. And is, is it worth a heart attack in your 50s? I don't think so. It, not only you that, know? Like, maybe you had like a pregnant woman in the car about to give birth. I have no idea why you cut that's me right. off, but honestly, no, I don't really right. care. I'm busy. <laughs> like, that's right. But to that's get that right. perspective, this kind of tech really helped in a way that I wouldn't have expected. Well, and it had you stop. And I think for a lot of people, stopping and, and not taking it personally, Yeah. okay, to go, why did I stress out about that? And then it gave you some some insight into maybe he had a pregnant wife, you know, that he's driving to the hospital, or maybe somebody died or he's hurrying off to the, you know. Yeah. Um, so it really helps people to stop and reflect a bit more. Now, I wouldn't have necessarily predicted our conversation would go here because we're talking about really geeky heart rate variability, biohacking (laughs) stuff. You're one of our more technical guests on the show, but it does lead you right there. Once you get the data, it is, there's incontrovertible proof that your, your body's doing this, whether you know it or not. So it's, it's a cool thing. That's right. We're, we're starting to run a little low on time, but I wanted to ask you about vagal tone, which you referenced earlier. Okay. Have you done any specific work with it? Like, have you taken a look at the Zona device? No, I haven't seen the Zona. We need to get you and Zona plugged in because okay. I'm, I'm friends with the founders here. They spoke at uh, at my biohacking conference, and I carry this on on Upgraded Self. It's a device with a grip strength sensor in it, so it reprograms your vagal tone, and it tells you squeeze harder, squeeze less harder, squeeze harder, squeeze. So you just squeeze it the right amount, and it has profound effects on helping you have healthy blood pressure. So, well, it's a great example of our bodies are one yeah. big. Uh, feedback loop. Right. And so things that you would have no idea, like a Zona, that would help manage blood pressure, vagal tone, um, it's incredible. And so once again, it's by measuring um, and using some technology these days to really help you do some simple things. Like maybe that's why we had the squeeze balls back in the yeah. day. I, I think yeah. it, it very well may be. It's just that the precise amount, not too much, not too little yeah. for two minutes has this amazing effect on people. But what I would like to do is I'd like to see the Sweetwater data, especially from the chest strap, become sort of the guidepost that anyone uses when they're looking to do a biohack like the Zona or like training themselves to be in a new state. So I'm looking over the next year to incorporate much more of that in my own practice and in my own work with my coaching clients because it's not enough to go, oh, I just feel bulletproof. I actually want to be more resilient. And if I can get a data signal that tells me my level of resilience and I can show that my heart math training helps me to raise my resilience score. And my diet yes. helps me to do this. Oh, and eating this stuff that has aflatoxin in it actually knocked me out. Maybe there was aflatoxin in it because I didn't know. So just finding little bits and sources of kryptonite around me, getting rid of them, and then doing the practices that make me a more powerful person, I, I feel like that might be the best path for everyone, wh- whatever their goals are. It doesn't. You don't have to have my goals, but your goal is probably, you know, don't feel like crap much of the time. And the data you've got That's is right. the best I've seen for that. That's right. I'm going to so get a Zona and play with it. We've got on our team, we've got um, one of our, our founders, Joe Beth, uh, is the extreme 
uh, biohacking geek. And she will she will test that Zona to the end, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get some information on okay. that. That'll be fun. I'll connect you guys after the show. Yeah, it would be fun. I think that you know, it would. No, I want to try that. Connecting biohackers is a passion. And you know, this can it can be fun. Yeah. People can actually have fun with this kind of thing and, and get curious and uh, and feel better. There's a question that I've asked every single guest on the podcast, and that is. What are the top three recommendations you have from your experience in life? It doesn't have to be about biohacking or anything else. Mm-hmm. Top three most important things for people who want to be more resilient, who want to basically kick more ass in every way. What have you learned in your life? You know what? I would say the number one is self-awareness, okay? Because our brains are pattern matchers and they're big filters. And so things they're they're comfortable with what's familiar, even if it's bad for you, okay? So really starting to have some awareness of your inner body and how you're reacting in the world can have, like I said, a ton of effects on your health. So for me, that's just been really important to understand what causes subtle anxiety, really subtle, um, what causes stress and and whatnot. And um, I feel a lot better after I did heart math for years. Um, It just a meditation and that kind of thing. So really self-awareness is probably the first one. Um, Then second is from the information you get from self-awareness is being able to make small behavior changes that are sustainable. Okay. Going on these big, I'm going to change my ways, really um, research shows and my personal experience shows doesn't work. So what I'll do is do just one little thing I can do different. Okay. So that's my second one. And the third one, which is really easy, is to remember to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So, uh, you, once you become small behavior changes that you can keep yes. and yep. breathing. I love yes. it. Yes, those are the three. All right. It's been a fascinating interview. Where can people get this new application we talked about? It's going to be on the iTunes store. Tell us a little bit more about that. Tell us your URL and uh, all that. This will be in the show notes and the show transcript. But for people listening in their cars, they may want to go straight to your website. So download the free version. Like I said, go ahead and download it now. It's called Food Sense, and it'll be under the Bulletproof uh, branding. And then for currently for the HRV app, go to BeatHealthy.com. And there you can find the full HRV app at this time. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's Thank always you, Dave. a pleasure. Thank you, Dave. This is great. Always a pleasure. And you guys have been wonderful to work with on getting this app out the door. I hope it helps hundreds of thousands of people. And everyone, this is free. <laughs> thanks. Have an awesome day. It is. Okay. Thanks, Dave. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. 
This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.